0: everyone and welcome back to can't hardly wait minute.
1: The podcast we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic can't hardly wait one minute at a time.
0: I'm your co-host Erin. I'm your co-host James. It's minute 62 which begins with Denise saying, "While you're doing that." And I have it going through Denise saying, "It's all right. I told Diana Yellen that you were a dendrophiliac."
1: Yes. So, so it's Vocab. It's Vocab episode. This is Vocab episode. <laughs>
0: So Denise okay. accuses Kenny of writing Denise Fleming is a
1: tampon on her locker. Well, hold on one second. Oh, we're not there yet. Hold on one second. Okay. We're not there yet. So he finishes peeing. Right. He puts the seat down. Mhm. Plus, good job Kenny. And then he moves over to the sink and just sits right down on the sink and that's all his bathroom routine. So everything that happens for the rest of this movie, uh, he didn't wash his hands after he peed. So just sit with that for a little bit.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing that I mentioned yesterday. That apparently he has given interviews where he's people have been like, "So you didn't wash your hands?" And he's like, "Why is that the thing that everyone fixates on about this movie?" He's like, "Because it's gross." <laughs> well, and I and I have to imagine that it's because he wasn't really peeing.
1: Right. So he, it, it's the peanut butter and jelly sandwich thing. He forgot the step that, yeah, you wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I now, I am surprised that no one on set was like, hey, can we get a retake where you, you know, aren't gross?
1: Yeah. But, yeah, that feels like a, I don't know if it's continuity, continuity department or a, director thing. Yeah. I don't know. Someone should have been on set. Is that a best boy? Is that what the best boys for to make sure people wash their hands and see? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it yep. is. yep Yeah. Cool. 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 Now yep. we we've, we've solved it. Um <laughs> Yep. Denise doesn't even flinch at him <laughs> no. not washing his hands. Which means that yeah, it was absolutely a maybe it was just the script.
0: Maybe the script call- specifically says Kenny doesn't wash his hands, Denise is unbothered by this.
1: Right. And then in parentheses, it says, ew. And then in another parentheses, it says, I know I'm writing this, but I just gross myself out a little bit.
0: And then another parentheses, parentheses, it says, but not enough to change it.
1: I like to think Harry Elfant put it in there.
0: And Deborah <laughs> Kaplan was like, ew. And he's like, yeah. shut up, Deborah!"
1: It, I haven't asked for one thing. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> they fight, and it's intense. They're
0: sitting around the first table read, and the whole cast is like, what is this, like, parenthetical fight Taking up the last half of this page, <laughs> Harry and Deborah and are like Facinelli's just like, just. Pardon
1: in... me, I'm Peter Faccinelli.
0: Is he British?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, I okay. just think he's fancy. Oh,
0: he does seem fancy. I could see him playing like uh like the romantic interest of one of the sisters in Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Or a or or a Pride and Prejudice type thing.
1: Like um, who is Mister? It's not Mister Mr. Darcy. Is the one who's Mister Bingley Bill. Bingley, yeah. yeah. He'd be a good Bingley because he'd be a good Paris in Romeo and Juliet.
0: Mm-hmm. Are they Where it's like, the same person?
1: Kind of. Having not actually seen or read Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I... Bingley is sort of like, like not him. He's pretty, okay, but not, not him. He he marries one of the other ones and it's fine, but he's not. Yeah, he's my, sort of,
0: I only know yeah. the name Bingley because... Alice had a stuffed dog named Bingley because of Pride and Prejudice. Huh. She had dog stuffed dogs named Darcy and Bingley.
1: Oh, okay, because she likes Pride say, and Prejudice. She um, didn't go with Barky, but I guess Barky isn't close enough to Darcy that anyone would get it. But yeah. on the other hand, it is a dog's name. So.
0: Well, it's a dog's sound. Right. I'm, I'm no, sure no, it know, is. Like I'm the- sure it is a dog's name. I guarantee there is a dog named Barky. Right. Yes. But there's Anyways. also a dog named Darcy and a dog named
1: Bingley. That's true. Are they still alive?
0: Uh, well, they're stuffed, so...
1: So are they alive now when they weren't before?
0: Um. Oh my god, possessed dog dolls! I, you know, I don't know because I haven't spoken to her since high school. Mm, okay. Um, but if I ever catch up with her again, I will be sure to ask if Darcy and Bingley... Are still alive. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure she had one named Darcy. I specifically remember Bingley, because I remember asking like, is that from something?
1: Right. She's but like, duh. Kind of. <laughs> um, so. Uh He's fine. I don't mean to impugn the 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 character of Mr. Bingley. So all you Bingley heads out there. I don't want, I don't want any, and don't at me. He's (laughs) fine. He's just not Darcy. He's just, he's fine. Sure. Anyways.
0: Um, so, yeah. So, during all of this, Denise accuses Kenny of writing Denise Fleming is a tampon on her Mm -hmm. locker. In seventh grade, I believe.
1: I think. I think it was something, it was in, I, did they say seventh grade? I'm not sure. I think they said in middle school. Yeah. Freshman what? year. No, I wrote, I wrote, it's in my note. Oh, is it freshman Stupid year? James. It's freshman okay. year. Okay. I'm bad at my own reading comprehension of the things that I write. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so my note for that one is, LOL, what an insult, LOL. Like, that is such a high school boy insult. Like an, yeah. imma- like
1: the most immature high school boy insult. And yet effective? Like, I feel like it would be incredibly effective and horribly embarrassing. Yes.
0: Do you think it has to do with the fact that she is a pale redhead? Is it because she is fair of skin with red hair? Oh my god, it is. Or is it just because tampon was, like, the worst insult Kenny could come up
1: with? I think it's... So is it incredibly clever or just dumb? (laughs) I don't know. Do you think Seth Green was ever called a tampon? Probably
0: not. Seth Green's way too cool for anybody to have called him a tampon. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's true. Okay. No, now that's my headcanon is that it was an incredibly well thought out and sort of personalized thing. (laughs) Okay. Oh my God. That's so... I'm going to say funny. It's awful,
0: but it's funny.
1: Yeah. It's sort of clever, Uh I guess, in sort of a dumb way, like how... uh, you know, like um, bears are. Uh-huh. Um, so I wrote he denies this, but I actually at first wrote he Denise this. So oh. I have, my next note is an anagram of Denise is denies. Okay. So that's just a trivia.
0: Yeah, he. but he denies it by saying, I didn't write Denise Fleming as a tampon. and <laughs> And like his voice drops and he can't make eye contact. He looks away. So the fact that he can't even say the word tampon without being embarrassed, absolutely solidifies that this is the type of insult that Kenny Fisher would come up with.
1: There's a, a um, in Book of Mormon, the soundtrack, um, which is how I mostly partake of Book of Mormon, um, Josh Gad is saying, he says the word clitoris, but he's like, (laughs) and it's it's the same. It's like, I need to say the word because I'm talking to you about it and you just brought it up, but I don't want to say the word. So, but in that, of course, it was because he was Mormon and trying to be pure and not just um, a dumb high school boy. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) So then she (laughs) accuses him. She accuses him of destroying her Cabbage Patch Kid doll in second grade. Right,
0: yeah. And in, in a sense, in the way that she's like, Oh yeah, right, you didn't write that just like
1: you didn't destroy my Cabbage Patch doll. Right. Uh, I did some quick, I did some math. Uh-huh. So if they are, class of 98, they're three years older than us, which means that they graduated from second grade, they were in second grade the years of 87 and 88. Okay. Um, so keep that in mind as I tell you about Cabbage Patch dolls.
0: I, that was one of the things that I knew you were going to research. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you think I was going to research tampons? No. Okay, I, I almost did, but then I was like, I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, I'm disappointed in myself for not realizing you were going to research viewfinders.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, okay, so Cabbage Patch Kids, also the Wikipedia page for Cabbage Patch Kids is intense. Oh, I'm sure. So if you want to know everything you wanted to ever know about Cabbage Patch Kids, um, go there. Um, that And hey, don't listen too much to that sentence I just said because it is circular logic. So <laughs> they are a line of soft sculptured dolls <laughs> sold by Xavier Roberts, who people who had Cabbage Patch dolls will know as the signature on the butt mm-hmm. and registered in the United States Copyright Office in 1978 as, quote, the little people. Okay. Uh, the brand was renamed Cabbage Patch Kids when the dolls went into mass production in 1982. So, I think basically the Cabbage Patch Kid craze was five years old when Denise had had it. But it means that she would have gotten it when she was like four, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, she, well, the earliest she could have gotten it was when she was like four. Yeah. Um, so, that makes, that makes a bit of sense. It says, um, the doll brand was one of the most popular toy fads of the 1980s and one of the longest running doll franchises in the United States. And the characters... Appeared in many other Cabbage Patch merch- merchandising products ranging from animated cartoons to record albums to board games. Yep. Um, did you have a Cabbage Patch Kid doll? I did. She had brown nice. hair. I'm
0: sure at some point she had a name. She probably had various names. I wasn't much of a doll kid.
1: I had two. Okay. Because I'm fancy and rich. You are. Um, Like Peter <laughs> <laughs> Um, I heard and, he had uh, three. Damn it. He wins again. Um that is a killer callback that you just made that I realized that I kind of also made but I didn't realize I was making a callback to that too. I was just making a callback to he's uh he's fancy from before in this episode not at the beginning of the movie like you clever person you. Yes, that was so, absolutely what I intentionally did. I um, mean, you just picked the number 3 randomly? Well, you had two, so more. I gave
0: him just one more.
1: But remember how he, Peter Facinelli has three kids? Uh-huh. And every, all the other jocks only have 2 Uh-huh. And that's why he's the leader? Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, um, now I remember so...
0: all that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a girl named Kid Sister. Okay. So she probably had a name that I did not care for. Um, and I had a, and she had, like, light brown hair that was sort of yarny. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I keep her in, or I kept her, I think I, st- I think we still have her. But uh, she has, like, a gray and red and blue, like, tracksuit that she is in. Okay. Um, And then my main, my main guy was Elma Wally, who was bald. Um, And uh, Elma Wally, fun fact, is the second Elma Wally because the first was stolen. So, yes, it was a very popular fad in the 80s. Someone stole my freaking doll because it was such a popular thing. So. Wow.
0: I remember being probably third or fourth grade. Um, McDonald's mm. had a Happy Meal series mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. little plastic cabbage patch dolls around yep. around the holidays.
1: I think I recall that. Um, yeah.
0: They did it at least one year, possibly two years. And I had mm-hmm. all of them.
1: They Did you... I think it happened this year, so it sucks for McDonald's, but it was like the somethingth anniversary of the Happy Meal recently. And so they did for like a, a month or something. The the Happy Meal toys were from all sorts of different years of oh. Happy Meals, which was, you know, you know that speaks right to me. Oh, yeah. It was very, very cool. Um, And so I recently saw the Cabbage Patch um, kid thing. I don't think my kids ever got one, but like, when you see, like, what they have yeah, yeah. available. Um, the Cabbage Patch uh, toy was one of them.
0: We still have a few of them. They're at my parents' house um, mm-hmm. in, like, the bin of my old toys that were acceptable for young for my girls to play with when they were young. Right. Um, Because they didn't have, like, choking hazard pieces or anything. So, right. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, so, Cab- so Cabbage Patch Kids, it was, so it would have been to bring us back to the movie a big deal if as denise uh claims after kenny denies it mm-hmm. um well he says he he doesn't deny it he says he admitted that right away <laughs> <laughs> which is funny he scoffs he's like second grade and also i admitted that right away so like yeah. she is she has pulled him into this ridiculous argument yeah And her response
0: is that, no, you didn't. I picked her up and her head fell off and you started to cry and I kind of figured it out. (laughs) So, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love picturing little tiny Seth Green, and I mean tiny, Mm -hmm. just bawling. Just sort of like it starts slow, but the tears well up and suddenly he's just inconsolable. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes me laugh, and it makes me feel kind of cruel to do that, but also it's hilarious.
0: I want to know how the head fell off because those suckers are pretty sturdy.
1: Yeah, like
0: he would have had to yeah. try
1: to get Xavier the head. Roberts. His thing was he was a stitching guy. He learned how to stitch sculpt, which is how like they have bodies that are like ripped, kind of. You know how cabbage patch dolls are kind of ripped a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: they have like um, joints, but it's all. Yeah. in the
1: fabric it's like stitching yeah. joints and yeah. yeah um so yeah he stitched those heads on good it would have been it would have taken a, a, a bunch of stuff but you know it also could have been just you know a boy being a cruel jerk cruel jerk and intentionally doing his best to rip off the head in whatever way possible yes,
0: that's true yeah
1: so um then he says i did not cry much <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is excellently performed by Seth Green, as, as always.
0: usual. And then he says, fine, I told John Kaiserman to write Denise Fleming as a tampon. And I swear I felt really bad afterwards.
1: I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is John Kaiserman one of the homeboys?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I feel I- like if it was somebody he was still friends with, he w- like if it was one of the homeboys, he'd be like, fine, I told John to write it.
1: Right. The fact that it's like John Kaiserman stupid, like, I told Skizzy D to write it, and yeah. he...
0: The fact that he says John Kaiserman makes me think that it's probably somebody he was friends with back then, but is not anymore. Yeah. Or, I... or, it's some kid who was even lower on the totem pole than he was... Right. ...who thought that he would get points for doing Kenny's right. bidding.
1: Right. I, um... I think, so I agree, I think that logic checks out that it's not one of the homeboys, but I do think that there's a very interesting side effect of not naming any of the, like, extras Mm -hmm. other than, like, the principal, in that the principal characters, there's no principal of this school, um, is that you can refer to people by their name, and it doesn't, you don't have to make any sort of connections to, like oh how were they you know how was yearbook girl aka you know uh Diane Yellen um how was she there when she was also like like it it removes some context and I think that's very interesting
0: interesting do you think yearbook girl is Diane Yellen
1: um no I
0: see her being named Beth Ann,
1: but I don't know why oh okay I have no idea I have absolutely nothing to back that up the one Beth Ann I've ever known of um, was on a pod. My first podcast I was ever a part of, and she, in my mind, doesn't look unlike, um, sorry, um Melissa Joan Hart. I had to think of the correct three <laughs> name, name, but in my head, she sort of looks like a mix between Yearbook Girl and our friend Beth on the Scavengers Network. Sure. So yeah, so in the final in the final seconds of the minute, for one of us, uh, Denise says. Uh, That she told Diane Yellen that Kenny was a dendrophiliac. And I want you all to come into tomorrow's minute knowing what a dendrophiliac is so that you can feel like big, smart people. Uh Um, So dendrophilia, or less often arborphilia, or my favorite, dendrophily. I
0: feel like we shouldn't define it because it's going to be defined tomorrow. But I am willing to be convinced otherwise.
1: I don't agree with... uh, There is a bit of disconnect that we can talk about tomorrow between the definition that Wikipedia gave and the definition that Denise and I also thought that... Oh, uh, okay. It was. So, dendrophilia, if you are in any way an etymologically leading person, definitely means literally love of trees... Which uh, the term may sometimes refer to a paraphilia, which I think is sort of the the class of not people like lovers. Okay. Um, and uh, and if, 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 if there's a Wikipedia page full of of terms in paraphilia like dendrophilia. So if you are curious, James Wilcox, you can go to uh, see what those are. But it's dendrophilia is uh, people who are sexually attracted to. Or sexually aroused by trees. Okay. So, now, okay, it says this may involve sexual contact. So, okay. Or, and this this was very interesting to me, or veneration as phallic symbols or both. Okay. So, that looks like a penis and it's turning me on is dendrophilia. Okay. That branch looks like a penis and I like that that hot, hot tree penis. Treenis. Cool. Cool. Future Aaron. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Resist resist every urge you have to call this episode Trinus.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's all I have though.
0: I'm gonna call it (laughs) Trinus. Let's do some social media. It's your turn. We
1: it's my turn. We are on uh Twitter as a podcast at J E underscore Minute Movies. And we are individually on Twitter at, I am at unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network, which is home to many, many great shows such as Fanon Ball, which Beth, the aforementioned Beth, which I have now sealed into edit proof um, posterity for this episode, mm-hmm. um, does with another, you know, with Max, uh, they do a sort of a very deep dive granular look at various fandoms. Um, they've done Fall Out Boy, Panic of the Disco, My Chemical Romance, uh, Harry Potter, um, all sorts of stuff, uh, on that show. And I mean like deep, deep dives. Deep dives. (laughs) And like niche dives too. So sometimes they'll, they'll like pre, Beth will preview an episode like, oh, we talked about this. And I'm like, I don't know what that is at all. Yeah. At all, at all. And I think that's, that's a very exciting situation to be in Mm -hmm. because I actually hate when I'm like, Oh. I know I know all about that. I yeah. hate that. I would rather be told about something that I've never heard of than listen to, to someone... Than told about something that you know everything about? Right, exactly. Or at least yeah. I think I know everything about. Yeah. Hashtag men. Um, so you can find uh, Phantom Ball and all sorts of great shows on the Scavengers Network. Um. And you should. Go listen to all of them. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Every single one. But this is... Just we're spending a lot of time in the bathroom and Kenny's and time is just allowing Kenny's the bacteria on Kenny's hands to just gross. um, Leave, leave on their own, leave on of their own volition, Mm -hmm. uh, because as you know, uh, time, in addition to being an antibacterial is honey's go hot dogs.
0: The Scavengers
1: Network.